Oh my gosh. Oh my god. It's Holy a shit. Look at this. It's the triple threat. Oh, damn. This is this is the first triple threat Magic Lantern show. Yes, indeed. Oh, uh, my goodness. Guys, what are we, the official podcast, though? We are the official podcast of the anxiety you feel when someone's pooping in the stall next to you. <laughs> We're the official podcast of people who can never be true adults because we suck at adulting. Actually, facts. Mine that one is, hurt. Mine's almost relating to Chelsea's. We're the official podcast of being the oldest person in the hot topic at any given point now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find Funkos. <laughs> I go in and I'm like, I just want to get some Funkos. And they're playing music I don't understand. <laughs> um, guys, what are we talking today? We're talking uh, Marvel. Phase one Marvel. Woo-woo. Or else this would be a 96-part series in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just do each one individually. It would take us six years. Honestly. Um, who wants to start us off? What's the first movie? Chels? Brando. Austin. All right, fine. <laughs> SpongeBob. Uh, <laughs> so we start phase one off with Iron Man. Uh, 2008. Can Robert do Downey a, Jr. Can I do a recap? Yeah, recap it up. Run it. Uh, Tony Stark's a huge dickbag millionaire. Yep. He makes weapons for the military, and he gets kidnapped by a terrorist organization known as the Ten Rings, and he builds a badass suit instead of the rocket they're trying to make him make, and he becomes Iron Man, and his business partner, Jeff Bridges, is like, nah, ain't about that shit. I was behind the kidnapping, and then they fight. <clears throat> Sounds way more anticlimactic when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking true. Uh, well, that's that's the gist of the movie. So I was really excited when this movie was first announced because it was 2008 and life was different back then. I was way more excited 10 years ago than when you just recapped it right there. <laughs> this movie can sounds I, like shit when you say it like that. <laughs> can, I, can I just address the fact that like this movie came out the same year as The Dark Knight? Man, did it really? Holy 2008. crap. 2008. I've never felt this year. old. Oh, oh, God. I was a freshman in high school, guys. Yeah. yeah but I was old. in eighth grade. Holy shit. Yeah, I was in the eighth grade. Wow. Wow. I am the oldest one in this hot topic. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Jake, where you at, Jake? Uh, is Jake older than us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jake is older than all of us. Jake's too adult for us. Jake also doesn't go into hot topic. <laughs> I feel like that would be the equivocal of me going into a church. <laughs> Jake goes into FYE. I know that for a fact. Well, yeah, we all do. And Best Buy. Best Buy is Jake's cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> they probably know him by name there. They probably do. I'm not even kidding. They're like, right, that so, let's, let's stop tangenting and get on to this. <laughs> Very um, episode. This movie is just a basic origin story, to be honest. Yeah, so I was rewatching some trailers because rewatching ten year old movies wasn't on my bucket list for the day. Mm-hmm. Just to remind myself of what exactly happened, and I was like, "Man, this movie was actually like super douchey. Like the whole movie is just him being a douche for a couple straight hours." But like, 
like 14 year old me was so down for that. I was like, oh man, Robert Downey Jr. is such a badass. Look at that sick goatee. And now 23 year old me is like, God, what an asshole. <laughs> Chelsea? Regardless of the douchiness, though, it still has a pretty decent origin story, though. I think, yeah, I think it's maybe the best origin story they've done thus far. Uh, is it the best? Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. I just... We'll, we'll get into it when we get to later ones. Yeah, I guess we'll have to compare it to some later movies. But I don't know. I'm just trying to, like... I, think I don't want to get too far ahead of things, but I think for phase one, we'll call it one of the better movies. <laughs> I think what this one does really well is it, it plants little seeds to set up the universe, but yeah. it's it's a very standalone movie. True. I agree. I agree 100%. I think it makes it good. It doesn't try too hard to... It's like, hey, there's a thing in the background here. There's a thing over here. They're beating you over the head with stuff. While rewatching the trailer, I was like, man, these scenes are still pretty badass looking. Like, they still hold up 10 years later. And, yeah. like, he does the bad or the cool guys don't look at explosions things like 17 uh, times in the movie. <laughs> the, you know, the big one. The big one was in everybody's desktop wallpaper. Yeah, with the Jericho missiles and everything, yep. or the one where he shoots the tank. Like, the tank one, yes. Both of those are in the trailer, and by the time the tank one came, I was like, oh, man, there was two in one trailer. Is that <laughs> too, too, much, too much for one trailer? But they did hit it with the Black Sabbath song right when he hits the tank with it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. 10-year-old me was so hard. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, any any thoughts? Watching this movie when it first came out, I was like, this is pretty good. It even got my mom to watch it. Really? Yep. I don't think I saw this movie when it came out immediately. No, we watched it like a year after. Yeah, same here. Because like up until this point, I don't know if you guys know Marvel comic history too well. Either of you? I know enough yeah. to get by. Like actual <laughs> history, not, not in, in lore history. No. So like uh, there was a comics boom and um, – Basically, Marvel became so bankrupt they were selling the file cabinets of their building. Damn. Yeah, so they started. They started I selling that off. Wasn't poverty. So they started selling off their big name properties to film studios. So New Line got Blade, Sony yeah. got Spider Man, uh, Fox got the Fantastic Four and the X Men's. Which the reason everybody took those is because nobody wanted the shitty heroes, aka nobody wanted Iron Man. Or yeah. Captain America, the B-list heroes. So when this movie came out, I was not like an Iron Man uh, historian. I didn't know shit about Iron Man. I don't think many people did. I think that's why people liked it so much. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it did well. Yeah. Like, at this, at this point in time, we had gotten four X-Men movies thus far. And yeah. three Spider-Man movies. I was actually just going to say is like when 2008 rolled around and this came out, I was so excited because it wasn't a Superman movie. It wasn't another Spider-Man movie. And I mean, well, in a moment, we'll talk about the fact that we got another Incredible Hulk yeet, but it was something different. We hadn't had an Iron Man movie and nobody, like you said, nobody really knew anything about Iron Man. So I was super excited when I first saw it coming out. because I was like, oh, shit, like. Iron Man's getting a big screen appearance, and it didn't suck when it came out. I saw it in theaters, I believe, like, with my, at the time, girlfriend and some friends, and, like, 
I was so hype and I was like, oh my God, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. I was an idiot. <laughs> 14 year old me was I think impressed we, with this movie and it still holds up today. Uh, I, think that, I think it's dated in some aspects. I believe he makes a joke about he better not see something on somebody's MySpace. Oh man, does he make a MySpace reference? At the beginning, he's taking a picture with a soldier and he puts up. Oh yeah, I uh, remember like, that. It's about peace sign. He's like, no gang signs. I'm kidding. Put it up. I better not see it on your MySpace. Oh, no. And I'm just like... 2008, I still had a MySpace. I never had a MySpace. What? You're the oldest one in this call and you never had a MySpace? Right. No, man. And if you did, I'd delete you from my top four right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, where the yeah. lords uh, like you were. What the hell, honestly, Austin? I run MySpace. <laughs> Oh, that hurts. Two thousand eight to two thousand nine was like the transition of like MySpace to Facebook. Like by two thousand nine, everybody was like, "No, Facebook's for old people." And then like two thousand ten, everyone had a Facebook. And if you were still on MySpace, you were Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Except I didn't have either. I just sat in the grass in the front yard and played with dirt. (laughs) Um, Overall thoughts on Iron Man one? How do we feel about it? It's solid. Yeah, solid film. Ed. How are we? How are we ranking these? Um, let's... Solid, mediocre, and bad. How about yeah? That? Because we're only in phase one, so I don't think it'd be fair to do a full ranking of all these unless we did it just for phase Seven. one. So just solid. Yeah. Solid is, is good. Mediocre is a meh, and bad is just like I never want to watch this. We're calling Iron Man one solid. Iron Man one is solid. Uh, so the next three. I'm not going to do them all at once, but the next three are known in lore as Nick Fury's Big Day, because or Big Week, because all three of these movies take place in the same week. Hmm. But in order of release date, The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Not just any Incredible uh, Hulk. This is the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk, which is somehow Norton, but shouldn't be. Do- do we not like Edward Norton? Is that what's going I on? I love Edward Norton as a person, and I feel like he's underutilized as an actor, but does he need to be in the Marvel Universe? I mean, now we've got Mark Ruffalo, and we kind of just, like, glossed over Edward Norton for a whole movie. Here's like, the thing with Edward Norton, though. He won't do sequels. Do you blame Facts. <laughs> this movie sucked. <laughs> uh, can I also... I don't, I don't know if you guys know this. The the intro alludes to the fact that the Ang Lee Hulk could be canon. Could be. Yeah, I believe there's like there's a little a hint towards the beginning in like some uh, Shield files that imply that the Ang Lee Hulk could be canon, and that's further proven by like the end of the Ang Lee Hulk, he's in South America, and the beginning of this one, he's in Mexico. Hmm. You ever think about that? I haven't because I I'm gonna be honest, I haven't watched any Incredible Hulk movies in years. Yeah, so it's I think they are still in this because Universal owns the rights to the Hulk. Yeah. And this was kind of like a, a cooperation between them. Uh that's why you don't see any Hulk movies anymore because Universal is a shit fest. We've got a Mark Ruffalo inside of our Avengers, but like we were, someone was talking about it before, where they were like, "Man, you think we're gonna get a solo Hulk movie because he disappeared?" And I'm like, "Nah, that'll never happen. <laughs> It'll never happen." Um, yeah, I there's a lot of like fan service in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm being real honest, I there's not a lot of love about this movie. I watched it once, and I haven't watched it since. 
I think I watched it a few times, but only because like the last time I watched it was a few years ago, and I rewatched it just to remember why I watched it to begin with, and then I was like, oh man. And then I was like, I always confuse whether or not it's actually canon because I'm like, wait, this is the Edward Norton. I'm like, wait a minute, no, this is canon. Like, this is part of it. And I'm like, nobody watches this if they're like marathoning the Marvel movies. Like, no one's gonna go back and be like, yeah, gotta watch that Edward Norton Hulk movie. It doesn't happen. Nobody cares because it's, it's it has nothing to do with any of it. Exactly. I think that's the problem with a lot of the Phase One films is that, yeah. like, there's there's the setup to the Avengers is almost non-existent. I was just going to say is like, considering that they had a bigger picture in their mind when they were making these movies, but that didn't show on the screen until phase two. Um, Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the the fact that they didn't know how well it was going to take off. And I agree. Why why implement something if they're not entirely sure it's going to pan out? But you could also argue that if they had tried to put some lore and story and effort behind all of it, it probably would have panned out better and gotten people's attention sooner instead of waiting until phase two movies to come out and people are like, oh, wait, those are all connected? It's like, yeah, welcome to the fucking film fest here, people. But it's like, I don't know, I just yeah. feel like I agree in the sense that they were like, well, we don't know if this is going to pan out. Might not want to play in the next ten years of movies. But then, like, Phase yeah. two was super solid. We'll get to that down the road one of these days. But like phase one just lacks in the everything department. Definitely. And like we didn't touch on this too much in Iron Man. Like Jeff Bridges is a decent actor. He's given nothing to do in yeah. Iron Man one. And that's the thing. It's not like these movies suffered from like not having solid characters or people playing these roles. Like there were some decent, even Edward Norton playing the Hulk in 2008. Like Edward Norton was still a relevant person back then. Sorta, <laughs> but like yeah. they didn't suffer from having a poor cast or anything like that. I mean, the scripts were decent. Iron Man One was a decent movie. I mean, in its time, it I don't know, it stood a lot taller back in two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, this Incredible Hulk here cements the cliche. So the first one, uh, Jeff Bridges is a big Iron Man, and he fights Iron Man. Yeah, he's the Iron Monger. Uh, Incredible Hulk cements that cliche and creates a trend where Emil Blonsky, he's a Russian uh, military man, becomes Abomination, yeah. who is essentially Spiky Hulk. And I think that was the thing I hated the most about this movie, is that in 2008, I think I was still like trying to be edgy. I was, CGI is dumb. It looks bad. And it still didn't look that good, yeah. but this movie like really proved my entire point and gave me a leg to stand on in that argument, because it looked bad. It was a giant CGI yeah, battle, and it was bad. And it happens at night. Yeah. So, to hide the flaws, but it's also hard to see if they do it at night. Exactly. And it's like, there's so many, like, jump cuts and, like, trying to, like, gloss over how bad this all looks. The way that Jake felt about Bad vs. Soups with the CGI battle is how I feel about this Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it's just, it's really weird. Chelsea, thoughts? I I, I hate this movie. Not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) Blunt. Tell us how you really feel. Like, it's just, Don't be the bush. I am dreading buying this movie because I'm a completionist to the sets, and I'm dreading buying it because I hate this movie. Like, it's not good. So, I, I, to wow. be honest, I still have a lot of the movies to buy, and I've been thinking about just buying, like, the Phase 1 box set because I don't have most of the Phase 1 movies. 
But then I was like comparing the prices of like what it would cost just to buy them individually. And I was like, well, if I buy them individually, I can choose to buy the Incredible Hulk last. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't like Liv Tyler in this movie. I don't think there's anything think about this movie, honestly. Yeah, there's a... And, like, the Hulk looks weird. Is that just me? Yeah, he does. Looks... He's, like, a pale, gross green and not, like, actually green. Right. Yeah. There's a lot I don't like. Um, how do we feel? What are we ranking it? Solid? No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded, like, painful to say. I'm, I'm calling this one unwatchable. I wouldn't want to watch this again. And that's... I've watched yeah, it more than once, but not on purpose. I don't think it's good. I'm, I'm uh, calling this just a no. Throw it in the trash. Yep. Throw it in the trash. Um, Hang on. One more thing to add on, because I've I've had the Wikipedia pulled up for like three hours. Same. Here it says, in addition, Captain America is briefly seen frozen in ice in an alternate opening of the film included in the DVD release of The Incredible Hulk 2008. Is that the one where he tries to kill himself? I don't know. I've never actually seen that alternate opening because I don't own the DVD. <laughs> Uh, there's an alternate scene that's referenced later in Adventures where Edward Norton puts a gun in his mouth to kill himself, mm. and then he turns in the Hulk and spits the bullet out, yeah. and then Mark Ruffalo, yeah. So I don't know if it's included in that or I don't know. I, just, I, I don't. Even, I'll be honest. I don't remember how that movie opened. Me neither. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I don't care enough. To um, know. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that caught my attention yeah. because I saw Captain America, and then I was like. No, never mind. I'm not going to go buy the DVD to find out. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to 2010's Iron Man 2. Ooh. Ugh. Oof. Oh, God. Austin's favorite uh, movie. It is my favorite movie. <laughs> um, I, no, I hate this movie. <laughs> Recap first. Um, okay, so Tony Stark's still a dickhead. <laughs> Um, the government's like, we don't know if we want dickhead flying around with a super suit. And he's like, nah, let me do it. <laughs> and, um, what is the name of, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope. I'm looking for, well, how many fucking people are in this game? <laughs> Ivan Vanko, yeah. played by Mickey Rourke, doing a terrible Russian accent. It's so bad. Uh, it really is. Is this is the son of a competitor that Tony's dad ruined his career? Yes, I think something like that. Uh, so to get back at him, he is hired by Sam Rockwell, Justin Hammer, who runs the a different company. Yep. What is the name of the company? Uh, I'm gonna hate myself. I think it's based uh, off of his name, like something Hammer or something. Yeah, it's probably it's Hammer Industries. Yeah, yeah, Shit. Oh. <laughs> Um, and so instead of just making another Iron Man suit initially, uh, Mickey Rourke attacks Tony Stark with electric whips at a race car event. Yeah. And then, oh no, we're sad boys and Mickey Rourke (laughs) wants his board back. So, and (laughs) I'm cutting you off only because you're so anticlimactic with it. Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. is a bigger asshole in this movie because like now he's accepted the fact that he's Iron Man and he's like, yeah, he's got an ego about. Yeah, it. he's like, mm, yeah, stroke it. I'm I am the Iron Man. Suck my entire rich billionaire dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, like, he gets to be a bigger asshole, and, like, 2010, man, holy shit. 15-year-old, 16-year-old me wanted Tony Stark to get his ass kicked for being so cocky about all this, and then I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. Mickey Rourke, that dude's still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Movie? Uh, This movie's really bad. Everywhere. It's it's so bad, and, like, Mickey Rourke isn't a good villain. No. Like, I don't care. And then, like, he's aided by Justin Hammer, who's essentially funding him. Yeah. And, like, I love Sam Rockwell, but I hate Justin Hammer. (laughs) So, the other thing is, like, Don Cheadle replaced Terrence Howard in this one as James Rhodes. And, like, 15, 16-year-old me was like, wait a minute. That's not the same guy. That's not the same token black guy we had last time. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... This is where they were, like, trying to start to look forward to the future of these films, where they were like, mm, yeah. we should probably, you know, start taking this a little serious. You know, we get a glimpse of Black Widow in this movie, which, look, she is, okay. looking back, I was like, whoa, she was in this movie, wasn't she? Holy shit. I totally forgot yeah. about that existence. Because she doesn't do anything in this movie. That's why you don't remember. One fight scene. She, she shows up, and Robert Downey's like, man, I'd sleep with her. And then she shows up at the end and kicks, like, a hallway full of guys' ass. And that's that's it. And that's it. And I was like, that was probably the coolest part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, at the end, it's, okay, the, the, the trope comes back. Fucking Mickey Rourke just makes a bunch of big Iron Mans. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody seen a theme here in phase one? Um, and then uh, Don Cheadle... Uh, suits up as War Machine. Yeah. How do we feel Which, about Don like, Cheadle replacing Terrence Howard, by the way? I'm totally cool with it, and I'll tell you why. I think just using this movie alone, everybody's way too fucking smug except for Don Cheadle. Yeah. And I would guarantee you Terrence Howard in a super suit is too smug for this movie. True. <laughs> At the end of the first one, he was like, next time. In, like, the end credit scene, <clears throat> and we were like, oh, there's going to be an Iron Man 2, and he's totally going to have a suit of his own. And then we got Don Cheadle, and I was so fucking confused. Like, thoroughly and, like, genuinely, like, what happened to that guy that we totally thought was going to have his own super suit? And everyone's like, oh, it's Don Cheadle now. I'm like, wait, what? Hi, hey guys. I'm reading the Wikipedia. Rourke explained that he did not want to play a, quote, one-dimensional bad guy and wanted to challenge the audience to see him as redeemable. Redeemable my Fucking ass. where? <laughs> what was he? What? He's a dirty piece of shit who like <laughs> With a, who, wants, who wants his boy back. Yeah, <clears throat> this movie's bad. Everything about it's bad. I feel like we shouldn't even continue going on. It's a husk of a movie. Let's to the entire thing. The twenty uh, seconds of Black Widow is cool. We get to have more of her later in life. That's awesome. This movie sucks. This movie does suck. Unwatched. Um. Uh, next movie is Thor. Yeah. Wait, Chelsea. Chelsea, what? you're so quiet. What did you think of the movie? It's Give hot me drag. something. Let's burn it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Glad we stopped for that. <laughs> uh, next one is Thor. Uh, the first time I saw Thor, I think I kind of liked it. You think you kind of liked it? There's things about it I definitely like, um, and things I definitely don't like. I think we should. Do, do one of you want to recap what the plot of the movie is? Do we recap Thor? Is that what we're doing? Chelsea, you know what? You haven't talked much. Give us a recap of Thor real quick. Uh, okay. 
She's like, hold on, I gotta open Wikipedia. <laughs> it's already open, plot. okay? Wait, wait. <laughs> so, basically, okay. Thor's a complete douche nugget, thinks that he's entitled to everything. And... But he's, he's an alien. He's an alien god. Well, and then he... uh, his dad decides to go, nah, fuck you, you're too much of a little punk, I'm banishing you. So he takes away all of his powers and all that junk, and then... And sends him to hell on Earth, New Mexico. Pretty much. Yeah. You're not wrong there. And Loki tries <laughs> to take over. That's pretty much the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie suffers in the same way Iron Man 2 does, where Natalie Portman's in this movie, and they do nothing with her. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye's in this movie, and he gets the Black Widow treatment. He's in it for 20 seconds and does nothing. <laughs> I feel like, oh, excuse me. I feel like they were trying really hard to set up. What the fuck? You can't just do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Dr. Pepper, and I never drink soda, but here I am. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to edit that part out. (laughs) So, I don't know what I was saying now. You made me lose my train of thought. That fucking Bert made me lose my train of thought. (laughs) Oh, shit. I, I said they wasted Hawkeye. Yeah, they did. And you you were going to say something following up with the, to that. I don't know. Man. All I'm going to say uh, is I don't mind this movie so much. I just hate how dark it is a lot. Like, in, yeah. or like in theme. No, no, like dark as in like physically dark. It's just the lighting. Yeah. Okay. I hate that it's like that all the time. And it's like. Really? Why? I feel like a lot of movies suffer from that from like pre-2012 because like they were still trying to figure out how to make CGI look realistic enough that people would buy it. And like the same thing that they did with Jurassic Park where they were like, make it super dark. They'll never notice. I think I hate, there's so many, I'm assuming you folks know what a Dutch angle is. Mm -hmm. Or like the camera's like diagonal. There's so many shots of that in this movie, and that's not what Dutch angles are for. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I don't. You're supposed to do it to make the audience feel suspensed and uneasy, like something's tilted. It's not. It's not right. But this whole movie is just that. Every shot is a Dutch angle. <laughs> um, the sidekicks. So like Lady Sif and the Warriors Three are obnoxious, and I hate them. <laughs> do you even remember that they're in this movie don't. and when you just said that I, I hesitated because I was like wait a minute oh shit that was a thing <laughs> yeah and then Natalie Portman's sidekicks uh, Dr. Selvig and the lady from Two Broke Girls they're both annoying <laughs> Two <broke girls. laughs> her only other role in history apparently I, I'm not gonna click the cast list but like they're both annoying yeah uh uh, the only things I like about this movie are Anthony Hopkins is a good Odin. True. Yes. Which I think Anthony Hopkins in general just looks like a nice old guy, but then you kind of sense something's not right. I agree completely. Uh, and I like Heimdall. Idris Elba fucking saved my heart. It's because Idris Elba, oh, put that man in everything. Pretty much. Put, put that man in me. Good lord. <laughs> oh, lord. That escalated so quickly. <laughs> I want- <laughs> Into Eddie Murphy, an entire Avengers film. Please. <laughs> oh, like I will say that if if they just cast him as John John Stewart Green Lantern, I'll watch every DC movie you throw at me. 
Honestly, same. Um, I love him in this movie. Um, I was going to say earlier is that, like, and this is what I had forgotten to say. They were trying so hard to, like, build up for future movies and build up for the Avengers especially. Cough, cough. Ugh, a couple years from here. Um, but, like, they are trying so hard for it. That, like, that's why they threw those 20 seconds of Black Widow and threw the 20 seconds of Hawkeye. They forced it into the, those films so badly because they were like, oh, shit, we forgot to introduce these characters. We don't want them to pop up in the Avengers randomly. That they were like, give them, like, a 20-second fight scene. That way when they show up, they're like, oh, that's that person. Yeah, shit. Yeah. I rewatched all the trailers, and I was like, in the trailer, it insinuates that they're going to play a bigger role throughout the film. In, yeah. Or and in, uh, uh, what's it called? I don't know. I'm there. My brain's broken today. But like, it insinuates that they're going to play a bigger role, and they don't, and it's kind of disappointing, because they're both super solid characters, and I feel like they get a terrible treatment throughout almost the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, definitely, definitely. Chelsea, thoughts? I didn't think this was a terrible movie. It it's just meh for me. It's mediocre. Yeah, I'm gonna go meh, mediocre. Like it could have been better, and I think with Kenneth Branagh's adaptation for it, it's just it's not where it needed to be. If, if I'm if I'm mistaken, the director. What did you say his name was? Kenneth Branagh. He was a uh, Gilderoy Lockhart for Harry Potter. Yes, he does. He does like classical style, like. Theatrical yes, movies. and that's what I didn't like. And I see why they went that route with Thor. Like, Thor speaks very Shakespearean. But still not yeah. good. <laughs> but, like, I think... I think we'll learn later on. The things people like about this movie is the fact that Thor is a dumb bro. <laughs> yeah. And that even, like, transfers over through the next couple of Thor movies that we'll talk about yeah. later. Finally, they, they catch their stride. Nobody wants serious Thor. See, and that's just it. It's like, in Thor Ragnarok, I liked it a lot. I was like, it was lighthearted and funny, yet serious when it needed to be. Yeah. Watching Thor's trailer, I was like, man, was he that douchey and bro-y? Like, it's almost unbearable. Like He was like that he douchey and in it. Just have more and then smack the cup on the floor. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rape yeah. you. Uh... Should we should we skip to the next one? I have one more thought. I want to oh. love Thor so much because of its lore and its mythology outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. When you come to a big screen, I was like, man, how cool would that be? When it first came out, I was super excited for it and thought it was good. And looking back, I didn't think it was half as good as I thought it was. Damn. Damn. Only vicious. And he's so broy, and like the plot just lacks, and there's not a whole lot going on throughout most of the film. And like, the villain is the giant X Men looking thing, and that confused me too. Wait, who's the giant X Men? Thing that like destroys the entire city toward the end that he's fucking up. Oh, the destroyer armor thing. Yeah, it's just like the thing from X Men. Yeah, that's a shit villain. Yeah, like, is that our villain through the movie? Is it not? No, no, Loki's the villain. Yeah, but we end up with that thing as most of the actual scenes. Which, trope, Thor's just a shady, or Loki's just a shady Thor. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, Loki's supposed to be our villain, but we get this big X-Men destroyer thing instead, and I'm like, that was disappointing. Yeah, it was. Uh, You want to move on? Yeah, I do. Chelsea? Go for it. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. 
Man, this is not a good episode. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea and I talked about this in an earlier episode. Oh. Um, oh, I went and saw this. It was my second. So Brandon, you don't know this yet. Uh, my first uh, like movie date, dinner and a movie with Soraya. We went and saw Green Lantern. Oh, still together? Bless her. <laughs> yes. Well, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are still together. Bless their heart. Um, so we were like, that left a bad taste in our mouth. Let's see Captain America, the first Avenger. <laughs> uh, you really have an unbreakable bond. <laughs> I, and rewatching it now, I have different views than I did back then. But initially, I did not like this movie at all. Really? Yeah, I, nothing about this movie was appealing to me. I like this movie. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to come back. Um, it's, I like Chelsea already knows. I like this movie all the way up until the very end. I think the end of this movie is garbage. I agree, though. But, like, I like, I really like the time period, 1940s. Yes. Because it gives us a view of the, the Marvel Universe we haven't seen before. Right. At least up until this point. Um, and I like the idea that, like, he takes a super soldier serum and he's not immediately Captain America kicking Nazis' ass. They just they give him a super serum and then they just use him for propaganda. I was saying, then he's just in propaganda for a while and then he like starts to take it serious. And when I was rewatching the trailer, it doesn't show any of the propaganda scenes, which mm-hmm. is probably because you know Nazis. But like, <clears throat> they don't show any of the propaganda scenes. And while I was rewatching the trailer, I was like, man, they really just glossed over the fact that for like most of the beginning of the superhero thing, it was just a propaganda. Yeah, in but the- I think it's really it's really a- clever. Yeah. In that, like, he's this huge, strong, hulking guy. That, who essentially is also Aryan-looking. Yeah. He's a perfect build, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy who just happens to be against Hitler. Like, I think that's some symbolism. <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, the thing that I don't like about this movie, the only thing is I hated Red Skull's, like, makeup for it it looked yeah it wasn't good i want to love red skull so much because he's like he's like the ultimate cat villain he's he's perfect and maniacal and evil and i think hugo weaving is perfect for that but like the makeup just looks really weird see and i thought that was just me this movie because i didn't watch this movie until like a while after the fact that it was out and that was mostly just because like i had lost track of the films that had come out and mm-hmm. like, I didn't see this one in theaters, and then it just like slipped my mind entirely. It wasn't that big of a deal to me because I didn't care about Captain America that much. Spoilers: I don't really give a shit about Cap. <clears throat> You'll find that out in a later day. But uh... <laughs> who? Him? <laughs> no, I'm just um... like the absolute hell out of Cap, especially with the beard. She's like, oh my god, no. Okay, okay, we're not getting into this right now. <laughs> Break it up. Break it up. <laughs> We're talking First Avenger. Yeah. Uh, I really like the middle of this movie when it's like there's that montage where he's just like going into different Nazi camps and like wrecking shit. That's what I was going to say is I feel like the buildup of it is kind of eh. then mm-hmm. the whole you know, propaganda thing was just kind of humorous but the badass montage was cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie was like a lot of hype and it just didn't meet my expectations for what I wanted from it. Yeah. I think it introduces... I like 
it does a really good job of characterizing who Steve Rogers is as a person. Yeah. And like whether or not you like Captain America, it does a good job of he is you've got like broy stupid Thor, you've got sad depressed Hulk, you've got these higher these trained killers who are now good guys. <clears throat> Captain America is the solid moral compass. Yeah, and that shows a lot even before he gets the super serum, which is what, you know, leads him to getting it in the first yeah. is like he's this little pipsqueak with a whole lot of heart and like that's very heartfelt for a moment. And yeah. it transfers over even into today's Captain America, but I don't know. It's it's always about yes. the whole movie I think is just a character exploration of Captain America will do what is right no matter what, even if it's not good for him. Yeah. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. He will kill himself and lose the woman he loves just to save the country. It's a good way. Like, to, did you just read that off of uh, Wikipedia? No, I didn't. I'm just staring at my carpet. <laughs> um, I think it's really good. But that leads me to the thing I don't like about this movie. I hate the ending. Why is that? Because it's just like, oh, he crashes. All right, so we'll, we'll rewind a little bit. Red Skull doesn't get defeated. He just gets zapped away. And this is 2011? Yep. So, spoilers for anybody listening. It took seven years to figure out what the hell happened to Red Skull. True. And you know what? I finally watched the uh, Infinity War, and I was watching, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then, like, I took a double take, and then I was like, "Is that Red Skull?" And then, like, he like starts talking. I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot." That's that not even Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Probably, it doesn't even matter who it is because I forgot that he existed as a character in the universe. <laughs> so they just so what they, they do? What I don't like, they completely just kill off slash erase Captain America's biggest most terrifying villain um besides fascism (laughs) um and they completely kill him off he's gone forever as far as we know and then captain america gets frozen wakes up and he's like oh no guess i missed my date credits and i'm just like that's not how you end a fucking movie got him (laughs) no i stood up in the theater and i was like i did not like this ending that is the biggest, like, cop-out ending ever. You can't just give me an ending and then we start new. No, you're like, ha-ha, here's a joke cliffhanger. I could have left him frozen. I would have been happier with that. Yeah, I would have been down. Just, like, a shot of him frozen and sad music and then credits, and I'd have been like, fuck. And then... I'm like, damn, that was rough. Can't wait Chelsea? to next one and find out what happened. Chelsea, <laughs> thoughts? I, I have to agree with you, Austin. It's Pretty. I like the movie up until that ending, and then he just starts freaking out because you know it's 2011 in the middle of New York, and he's just going, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Otherwise, just... I like the movie. Yeah. Uh, where would we Where would we rank this one? It's solid, in my opinion. I'm gonna say it's in the middle. I'm gonna say middle. I'm gonna say m- mediocre. Yeah. I think it's because cool if I'm because... all the. Rewatchable if I'm binging all the movies, but not solid enough to make me want to watch it on its own. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that completely. No, I for me personally, I can rewatch it because okay, the one thing that I really just don't like about it, which is the last literally two minutes of the movie, I can just deal with that irritation. Like, dude, this is fucking stupid, but oh well, I can watch the rest of it. Yeah, I just yeah. Think that, like he's underutilized because like we get a short montage of him being a badass. 
We spend more time watching him repeat the same play of kicking Adolf Hitler's ass over and over and over. And then we get like a short montage of him being an actual superhero badass, which most of that is in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I could see why that's a that's a bad. It's just like we're how many movies deep already into this series? And we haven't gotten anything like extravagantly badass since like Iron Man One in my opinion. You know what is a really memorable scene for me in the first one? It's like shit's going down in the war and Cap is offered a drink and he's like, it wouldn't matter, I can't get drunk. Yeah. And I think that's a dumb line, but to me that speaks so much that like people can drown out these sorrows of war with like drugs or alcohol or whatever, but Cap can literally not escape his depression no matter what. Like it's a, this, this, this super soldier serum is a blessing because it turns him into the thing that he can help to use to help protect people. But it's also a curse in that a, even if he didn't get frozen, I would have no doubt that he would have an abnormally long lifespan. Yeah. And B, because he's like this, the government's going to want to claim property of him because he's a creation of the U.S. government. Right. And C, whatever he does do for the government, he, he can't escape the memory of it. He's stuck with it forever. And okay. I think that's it's, – it's, it's very troubling in the sense that like when you think about actual veterans. Right. Like they've seen some shit and they can't escape it. Cap literally cannot escape it. Yeah, he's lived it and can't escape it. There's – yeah, okay, I guess – I guess, yeah, I'll give you that. But also, I hate the fucking ending, so mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) Super heartfelt moment, make this movie, like, reprise. No, this is movie shit, yeah. Yeah. Joker, it's rewatchable. I wouldn't watch on its own. I would rewatch Iron Man, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Then we got got the Uh, build-up. Avengers. For four years. Yes. Um, I think think we underappreciate as... um, our generation, us, us millennials, I think we underappreciate the fact that this Avengers right here is something specifically of our time period. Yeah. Like, small examples would be like the 19-whatevers where like Abbott and Costello meet the vampire, Dracula and Frankenstein. But I don't count that. I think this is like, this movie was, took, what, six, seven different characters and was like, no, they're in the same movie now. You Deal think that it. the Avengers was the bane of the millennial existence? No, I think this is something like, like if you think about like the sixties or like the fifties, people are going to look look back and be like westerns, or seventies would be like black exploitation. This is movie of our entire generation. I would say Avengers is the birth of the cinematic universe, which is the defining theatrical oh, theme of our generation. Old move, Cotton. Let's see how this one plays out. <laughs> Well, because, like, the second this movie came out, everybody's like, we need, we need a Hasbro Transformers universe. We need a DC universe that actually works. We need a Dark Universe universe. We need, a, a, you know what, Insidious and um, Sinister exist in the same universe. Did you know that? Did it really? They actually exist in the same universe, Brandon. For the next episode, folks, guess where we're going? <laughs> She didn't know that. That actually just blew my mind. So, so many movies now have, have the Avengers theorem where it's like, we'll just set up this expansive universe because people will lose their minds. See, and I agree in the sense, I don't know that I'd say it's the defining moment of our entire generation, but I agree in the sense 
that like made superhero movies viable again. So yeah, I guess when you put it like that, I'll give you that. I don't know. I just I think the build up for it looking back now was just kind of anti but I do see the bigger picture here. It it made where we're at today with superhero films, it was only possible Hey Brandon. Brandon's an underwater boy now. Ah, not again. <laughs> no, I can hear you. Okay. So, Brandon, this is an Avengers podcast, not an Aquaman podcast. I need you to tone it down a little bit. Is it- okay. So, you Are we good? Remember- yeah, you're good. Do you remember seeing this in theaters? Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing I was much younger when these movies came out. I was super excited for this movie. And when I left the theater, my life was changed. Brandon couldn't walk out of the theater because his dick was too hard. So massively erect that it was like <laughs> Kiwi Herman. I almost got banned forever. <laughs> like looking back on it, I just I don't know. I I think this movie is it's a spectacle. It's an event. I think because what we have now from this cinematic universe alone, it just is so anticlimactic for what we could have had. Knowing what we have now, we're like, damn, we totally could have done that the whole time. You guys waited all these years, gave us all these mediocre films to watch, and then you were just they I'm gonna I'm gonna argue something maybe unpopular in this in this group. Um I think Avengers is kinda mediocre. No, I have to agree with you. Oh, I agree. I, the movie... thing I don't like about Avengers is it feels like Joss Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half of like quippy buildup and chatting between characters and nothing really happens. And then the end is the part we all remember. Yeah. The Battle of New York. That's, that's the thing that this movie is. This movie is all of New York being destroyed from these alien monster things. Like, that's yeah. the entire movie. That's, you don't need anything else. I probably couldn't tell you a single thing that happens other than that. Um, the Hulk gets mad on an... Uh, Hawkeye gets nerfed immediately. Gets nerfed. <laughs> they they take Hawkeye and they're like... The bow and arrow is way too OP. It's too OP. Um, have, yeah. Um, and Loki's the villain, again. And I think Loki does better this time around, for sure. I would say, he actually got to be a villain this time, though. He didn't just rely too heavily on someone else doing his dirty work. He got his hands a little bit dirty. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's really good. Um I think Thor is more bearable in this film. Oh my god. Yeah. I think uh Black Widow is good in this film. Like she gets a lot more screen time and you get really get her character more. Yeah. Um, well we a lot of them like existing with each other for the first time because of this movie. And like uh Cap and Tony go at it a couple times back, and Cap says the line, uh, what are you without the suit? And he says, uh, what is it, uh, a billionaire, billionaire philanthropist or something like that? Yeah. And, like, rewatching it in the trailer, I was like, shit, he's still not wrong. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's like, he's still not wrong. Uh, Chelsea, you got any input? I I like this movie, but it's not my favorite of all of the all of them together because it is just kind of. It's okay. Yeah, it's just kind of just meh, and like it's, it's, I think it's, it's very Josh Whedon ish, and it reminds me of just 
other... it's so it's so quippy and annoying. Everybody's just like kind of snarky, and I'm just like I hate it. But like, I, I just, it bothers me. Phase one's so aggravating. It, it reminds <laughs> it reminds me of like Transformers almost, like the styling for it. Okay. And that's what I think I'm not liking about it. Because it's that Trans- same kind of dark, kind of just, I don't know. Well, I think that, like, the design for the Chitari aliens, they're boring. Yeah. It's like great, gross bullshit. It's a cop-out. It is a cop-out. I think the movie is better when it's the Avengers against each other. Like, when the yeah. Hulk's trying to kill Black Widow, that's a tense scene. I think... That follows through for the rest of everything, by the way. Spoilers. It's way better when they're not fighting together. <laughs> yeah. When, like... Because I... Okay, what I love about the end is the the combo moves. And you know what I mean by, like, Iron Man will shoot a beam and then Captain America deflects the beam. See, and, like, I think we also get the scene where Thor hits his hammer off of Cap's shield. Yeah. That's in this as well. Seeing them utilize their teamwork. I guess you can't call powers, but the teamwork together is really cool. And I think that was like over and underutilized. Underutilized yeah. in the sense cooler shit now. But yeah. overutilized in the sense that they tried so hard to push the fact that they're like, this is a team. We have to make this a team. But yeah. then they spend like most of the movie talking and like yelling at each other and like just being pissed off and their personalities just had butting heads and it's like come on people yeah well i think i liked that when i was younger because you ever play the games like x-men legends or like marvel ultimate alliance nope some of us went outside and had friends oh well i didn't so it was like you you ran a team of four x-men or superheroes and then you could like combo your powers together okay so that's what I always like. I I watch this movie and I'm like, oh shit, he's he's doing this and they're doing this and yeah, it's something I really enjoyed. It's cool. I just don't think it saves. Uh, Chelsea, final thoughts from you. This movie's just mediocre for me. Like it's just meh. Wow. <laughs> I think rewatching the movie itself is kind of meh in most of it. But I feel like it's solid enough that I could watch it again if I had to. Like, if I'm watching all the movies, I'm going to watch it. And I'm not going to hate it right. all over. Like, it's solid enough that it needed to exist for the rest of the cinematic universe. Yeah. And I sense that it very much became the backbone of where we're at today with superhero movies. If this movie didn't succeed the way it did, we wouldn't have, like... We wouldn't have gotten as far as we have just in the MCU, but we wouldn't have the reworked X-Men universe. We wouldn't have Deadpool being a thing. Well, we probably still would. Ryan Reynolds is relentless. but <laughs> He is relentless. <laughs> like, and I'm not even... We've talked about this before. I'm not even like a massive fan of the DC universe right now. I feel like they've really dropped the ball in a lot of areas. But I feel like they wouldn't have even attempted it after The Dark Knight if yeah. Avengers didn't succeed. Exactly. Um, because they the Dark Knight and we'd all have been happy, but no. See, not- I can still rewatch this one though and be perfectly fine with it. It's just it's not my favorite. If it's on TV or on at someone's house, I will watch the whole movie. Correct. 
if I'm binging the movies for sake of marathoning them, or if it's already on, I'm be like, yeah, I'd rather watch this than most other things. But I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, you guys want to pop in the Avengers, the first one, not any of the other ones that are better. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's really uh, phase one overall. I think I think the overall rating is mediocre. I agree. Yeah, I think because like knowing what we have now, now that we're you know toward the end of all of this, and well, I wouldn't say we're toward the end, but now that we're coming to a climax for what all this built up to, looking back on it, it was just like kind of mediocre. And the fact that we all powered through it just to get to phase two is nothing shy of amazing. And yeah. the fact that. Like, they kept pushing for it, and they were like, oh, we didn't flop completely, run it. And I think they do a good job of learning from their mistakes. Oh, definitely. Shows in Phase 2 a lot. Uh, yeah, because then they're like, all right, what, what didn't people like? People didn't like um, this. They didn't like that. They don't like Joss Whedon. So, like, it, people don't like Thor. So they, they, like, slowly change it. Usually not abrupt, but they'll slowly, like, they course correct to adjust what the audiences want. They, they do like a little bit of character development to make them more bearable in a lot of ways. And like mm-hmm. they force the changes that we wanted to the point that it's so notable, like replacing with Don. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was down our throat. And I like that. Chelsea, anything else from you? I have to agree. Like it, it was a nice segue to get into it, but they did learn okay, we need to do this, and we we don't need to do this, and we need to emphasize this a little more, and we need to pull back on here, and I think phase two, when we do get to that, it'll emphasize that a little more. Uh, there's also some duds in phase two that we'll, we'll touch on a lot next time. Oh, yes, we will. Only uh, thought is we also get our first look at Thanos in this as well, don't we? Oh, we do. The Avengers end credit scene. Uh, I was... A big- that right there, the end credit scene, because like by Avengers coming out, we all knew that there was end point, and people still walk out. Eighteen, get with the program, people. Marvel won't change. Yeah, first look at Thanos, and I was like, oh my god! And there was a lot of people in the theater that had no idea the relevance of Thanos' character. Then me too, and I was like, I I knew who he was immediately, and everyone just I heard whispers like, who's that? Yeah, everyone's like, who's that? And like the people I had seen the movie with, because I went with like a group of like eight people when this came out, it was that big of a deal. And most of the people I was with had no idea. And I'm like, are you, why are you in this theater if you don't even have a clue? But I think that was also, it's also a pro in that if you're a comic fan, you know who Thanos is and you know why you should be excited. But Huge if, bone. But if you're not a fan, then you're like, who is this mastermind behind all of this? And they don't tell you immediately. Fucking, they wait so long to give us. <laughs> The end credit scenes and just sit there and honey dick it all. <laughs> <laughs> honey dick. Uh, I think that's a good spot to end it, guys. I would agree. Uh, all right. Chelsea, you're really good at naming off all the things that people should do for our episode. Like our Facebook, like our Twitter, let us know what we, what we need to be doing, give us ideas. Listen to us yeah. on our 8 billion podcast yeah. website. Yeah. You know, I- Go pull up our podcast the other day, and I couldn't figure out which streaming service worked best on PC. That's an issue. <laughs> Stitcher was the best one, people, just so you know, if you're not on mobile. Oh, I, really? <laughs> See, I just I listen to either standard um, podcast apps. 
Well, my Spotify was being used by someone else in US. Oh. PC that's like a mobile viable thing. So I just like, well, I know Austin uses Stitcher. This can't be horrible. I know it's the only one that works. So I have all of them downloaded in my phone just so I can make sure that we're actually on all of them. <laughs> we would never lie to you, folks. Yeah, in case I need to send an angry email and be like, I'd like to speak to your manager. My uh, my podcast isn't on your homepage. <laughs> um, this has been fun, boys. And girls. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. See ya.